My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, the April 2020 horoscope. So the question on everybody's mind right now, I think, is how long will this last? The economic downturn, this pandemic, what's happening? Where is it all going? There's a lot of uncertainty, fear, and major disruption to routines ever since Saturn moved into Capricorn just in late January 2020. So now all over the world, uh, I think it's uh, one in three people are under lockdown right now. Uh, it's some crazy statistic, over three billion people in the world in essentially under house arrest. And this is like Saturn aspecting cancer, right? So Saturn aspecting essentially the fourth house Karaka. The fourth house is the home. Saturn restrictions, limitations, fear, amplified in Capricorn and amplified with Pluto and Jupiter and Mars all there right now. Mars just went there recently. Jupiter just there went there recently. And all this together is just massive restriction, massive limitation. And it's an interesting time. And with Rahu and Ardra, and uh, that's an aspect I mentioned before with uh, pandemics in general, that's an indicator of pandemics in the past and major, major events like this. So I'm gonna look at today uh, eight major economic downturns, including the Great Depression, to share what we can learn about the current transits we're in. And I'll share all the major events this month and some practices we can do to work with these energies because I'm always about the personal experience of these transits because we can't control the entire economy or what the world does or that there is a pandemic. That stuff is all way beyond our sphere of direct immediate influence. But we can choose small little actions that can help create the kind of world we want to live in and create the state of mind we want to have. And that's what's well within our control. And that's why I focus so much on Saturn and Capricorn means we've got to really look at our own structures and disciplines and routines and practices and what do we want them to look like and are all the structures that have been externally imposed or created or we've gotten used to have been completely uprooted and changed for nearly everybody in the world, more than half of the people in the world at this point, I think. Uh, so what are we going to do with that? And how long is this going to last? Now, unemployment is, is a massive spike last week. I think it was like 33% or something like this uh, in the last week that filed for unemployment. So even more limitations, more restrictions, uh, a contraction, right? So Jupiter with Saturn is, Jupiter is considered debilitated in Capricorn. As I mentioned, there are debil there are cancellations of that, but we do see that it's playing out mostly. This all is manifesting on the wide scale, mostly as fear and restrictions and limitations. I do see a lot of people being very creative and inventive with this and taking their business online. A lot of yoga teachers doing that. I'm doing that. And for people who are in their own sort of business and have their own sort of work that they're doing uh, and putting a lot of energy and focus into that in, in their own structures and their own routines and not getting sucked into the fear, right? Because it's Saturn and Capricorn can manifest in many different ways and usually it's going to manifest in a couple of them and not all of them. So you can take the fear and and the panic and the worry. And we'll look at the panics of history. It's very interesting with the Saturn and Capricorn transits. There have been major panics, events called like the Panic of 1785 when Saturn was also with Pluto, 
All right, so we're going to look at those today, and uh, it, it's an interesting perspective to see. I can engage with this panic and fear, or I can engage with these rooting foundational structures and uh, choosing what kind of structures I want to create. And in my home, with Saturn aspecting the home, uh, a lot of Cancer people are feeling this pretty strongly because it's aspecting their self, their relationships, their work. So this, this stuff is really intense, especially for the Capricorns and the Cancers in the world, uh, Cancer rising, Capricorn rising, and moon signs. But we'll talk about all that and what we can do with it in today's episode. So uh, Venus is in Taurus from March 28th till August 1st. So Venus in Taurus. This is a, I mean, this to me says the house arrest sort of thing that's happening might go on that long, right? So that's one indicator, right? So in uh, all this astrology stuff, one of my teachers would say, you're looking for uh, correlations, coincidences, synchronicities, things that line up. So if you see it just one time, then you know maybe that's not how it's going to play out. But if you see it three or more times, it's very likely that's going to be the emphasis. Right now, for everyone, uh, globally, for all of us on planet Earth, uh, there's four planets in Capricorn. So the Capricorn energy is very much dominant right now. And all the things to do with Capricorn, which again, can be discipline and structures, but it's often delays, setbacks, limitations, restrictions, and even these recessions, as I look back at the last eight times that Saturn was in Capricorn, it only goes there every 30 years. It takes 30 years for Saturn to transit back to a sign. So 30 years ago, economic downturn. 60 years ago, economic downturn. 90 years ago, economic downturn, right? So we're going to look at that and uh, see that pattern play out. Moving along, so so Venus and Taurus, it's just Venus loves being in Taurus. It's its own sign, and it loves being at home, and it loves nice things. It loves lavish things, uh, but it can also be sluggish and lethargic and lazy and slow. Uh, but it can also be beautifying the home and taking care of the home. And uh, I I would recommend you know making areas of your home if you're under this uh, stay-at-home uh, order. To, to make your home as beautiful and pleasant as you can while this is happening. And Venus and Taurus gives the energy and creativity to do that. And beautify the home. Make it really nice because you're going to be there a lot. Uh, and maybe it'll end sooner, right? So we're going to look at some more things that might play out here. So Mercury's in Pisces starting April 7th until April 24th. And it goes into Aries. Mercury, the planet of communication and business. In Pisces, a watery sign, Mercury is considered debilitated here. So not so good for business and communication. And it's and once it moves into Aries, maybe a little better, maybe a little more uh, moving forward in business and all this sort of economic setbacks. Mercury is also like quick moving money and finance and digital currency, IT information technology. So moving into Pisces now, so it's been an Aquarius. So we've had like this big push into like this new Aquarius is about to new possibilities, expansion and uh, globalization in general. So Mercury business going there, going into Aquarius and expanding business onto the internet. And almost overnight, every single business that can be online is online. Everything in school, anything that has to do with information technology, computers, it's all uh, all business is now suddenly online. 
Now Mercury in Pisces might bring some miscommunications. We'll see some miscommunications in the media and he said, she said kind of stuff playing out this month. So as best you can, just try to be patient with this. Saturn is all about teaching us patience. And the Mercury in Pisces, we have a hard time communicating our feelings and our Mercury is very analytical in the head, the air sign, Pisces, a water sign, emotions. So you might see this thing play out in the media and publicly, this sort of feelings versus emotions, this sort of conflict of uh, people are going to be very emotional with all this stuff with being unemployed and all this uncertainty and confusion and all this stuff going on. And it's with Mars in Capricorn right now, that's that's going to be there for a while. I'm going to skip ahead in, our, uh, in my chart here and just see the date it comes out for sure. Because while as long as that's happening, this whole war on this invisible... Um, enemy thing is probably going to be going for a while. Uh, when I looked at the history of declaring wars, it's almost always when Mars is in Capricorn. A lot of wars have been declared, like the war on terror, the war on drugs, the war on poverty, all of Mars and Capricorn. And now we have this war on a virus. So that's going to go Mars and Capricorn until... April, May, so it comes out in May 4th. So all through April, this war on this virus is going to be predominant in the culture. And it may ease up a bit once we get Mars over to Aquarius in May. So with Mercury uh, and Pisces and all that, there's, there's likely to be some conflicts of people with logic versus feelings. And you might see that in sort of the mainstream media. And, and just for yourself with technology, making sure all your technology stuff is working and taking care of that and uh, being a little extra, like double checking things. You know, if you're doing a lot of Zooms and, and web conferences now, just making sure the technology is all working um, a lot of people aren't going to be able to pay their bills this month. So Mercury um, in Pisces could bring the delays and setbacks of not being able to have internet access. So make sure you can do what you can to um, have the support you need through all this, this uncertainty and change. The next other, the other thing I want to address here is April 12th to 17th, the moon is so the moon goes into Sagittarius where K2 is. It's been there for a while. And so moon with K2. And uh, it, it's what I'm seeing here is just this, all these planets going with K2 and then into Capricorn. It's not played out in the most positive way. So from April 12th to 17th, it's a shorter transit with the moon is going through this transit of moon with K2. And then it joins Capricorn with Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto. Moon with Mars and Saturn in general is not good for the emotions, giving a lot of anger and violence and frustration. And I looked back through riots throughout history. That was one of my first thoughts is, I wonder if this will lead to riots in the streets. I mean, there's a lot of uh, people who may have nothing to lose at this point, to be realistic about it. And uh, if that were going to happen this month with Moon and Mars and Saturn all together in Capricorn, 
that is something to be cautious of. And if there's any way you can help support other people or just being a loving presence for other people, uh, that stuff can make a big difference, right? So we can create the world that we want by being the people we want to uh, be around and be supportive and loving and compassionate for others. A lot of people are struggling a lot right now. Uh, and that could play out in a very harsh manner between April 12th to 17th. April 13th, within that time frame, Sun moves into Aries. Sun is exalted here. So it could amplify those energies. On the more positive side, Sun and Aries just get stuff done. It's very ambitious, driven, focused. It's great at achieving, accomplishing tasks and goals. And this whole next month now, from April 13th with Sun and Aries, it's a great time for taking action. Sun is exalted here. It's powerful. So if you felt kind of stuck, lethargic, just like adapting to this new situation we're in, the sun in Aries brings some light at the end of this tunnel so far. The tunnel may be much longer though. Uh, and then April 22nd, so the next major movement is Rahu goes into Mrigashira. And that's, so Rahu's been in Ardra for quite a while and that's where it's been when all of these pandemics throughout history have happened. It's been there through 9-11, a lot of major catastrophic events throughout history. So it's moving to just moving the nakshatra. It's still in Gemini, but Mrigashira is, is a very like analytical, skeptical, questioning, wants to know the wisdom, wants to investigate things. And with Rahu, it's like obsessed with these things. So, you know, th this is a time where people who are already kind of obsessed with everything happening in the news it may amplify even more, but there may be more questions brought to light. And with all the other, the other charged things going on that can bring like the Mars warrior energy into this, there could be major political debates, major conflicts of people questioning what's happening in the government and the economy. And, uh, you know, why are we still at home? Why are we not getting, why, you know, how is this all happening? What's really happening here? Uh, I tend to be very questioning by nature myself, and I've done a lot of my own questioning and research, and I, I could see that all being amplified here with Rahu and Mrigashira in, in uh, April 22nd. So towards the end of the month, that shift happens, and it stays there for quite a while. But K2 is still in Mula, so K2, the planet of detachment and loss. It's been in Mula, the Mula, the root, the foundation, as in Mula Banda. If you know the yoga uh, bandhas, that's the root lock, the navel, the base of the spine, so root chakra. So K2 is there saying, uh, let's change that. So we're gonna uproot things. And it's still going until September 19th, 2020. So another indication that this could last a while. Right, so we've got Venus and Taurus until August 1st. We've got Saturn with Pluto and Capricorn until uh, April 2022. So there's indications that things are gonna be this way for a while. And uh, then the, the K2 gets out of Mula in September. So, you know, it, just based on that, if, if just that was the way to look at this, you know, Venus would say we might get out of the house arrest sort of situation in August. Uh, we might um, get out of the sort of uprooting issues, like feeling just completely uprooted and maybe a little bit back to normal life by September. And 
really like all this structural change and all these massive changes happening uh, might keep going on for until 2022. So this, these are possibilities, right? It's all potentialities. I would never say anything is doomed to happen. We always have free will, uh, but these are things we see playing out here. Right? It's, again, Saturn and Capricorn can be amazing, but it, it could also be, you know, what we've seen so far. Uh, and going back historically now through Saturn and Capricorn, so if you just look back every 30 years, what happened when Saturn was in Capricorn? So as far as the economy, what happened in Saturn and Capricorn? So going all the way back to 1785 is the last time Saturn and Pluto were together. It's the oldest uh, economic downturn that I could find on record. I have a link to the Wikipedia page with all these notes if you want to check it out yourself. But this was called the Panic of 1785, which lasted uh, until 1788. And it ended the business boom that followed the American Revolution of 1776 when the United States was created. Uh, this, the causes of the crisis lay in the overexpansion and debts incurred after the victory of Yorktown, a post-war deflation, competition in the manufacturing sector from Britain, and lack of adequate credit in a sound currency. So this, the sound currency issue, is something that I'm going to be bringing up a lot over the next several years, 10 years, because we're on a 10-year trajectory right now to have a new currency by the year 2030. It's very clear from the research I've done, and if you look back at all of the major currency changes in history, there's one coming around 2030. And if you look at the United, State, United Nations' own agenda, the Agenda 2030, it's implied. There's no there's no overt thing in there that says we're going to have a new currency, but there's a lot of things that would support it. And astrologically, it's very clearly laid out. So that was the Panic of 1785. It lasted four years. Saturn with Pluto. Saturn was in Capricorn. Pluto in Capricorn. Four years, right? So 1815 is the next time Saturn was in Capricorn, and that was called the 1815 Panic. Now, you might be thinking like me, like how many panics were there? There's just the panic every year. No, they're not that common, actually. These are these were major uh, losses, recessions, uh, major economic changes. So the Panic of 1815 lasted six years. Shortly after the war ended on March 23, 1815, the United States entered a period of financial panic as bank notes rapidly depreciated because of inflation following the war. The 1815 panic was followed by several years of mild depression and then a major financial crisis, the Panic of 1819, which featured widespread foreclosures, bank failures, unemployment, a collapse in real estate prices, and a slump in agriculture manufacturing. Next time Saturn was in Capricorn, 1843, it was a four-year recession, uh, and there was a 34% decline in business activity, the highest to date. This was the longest and deepest depression of the ninth, one of the longest and deepest depressions of the 19th century. It was a period of pronounced um, deflation and massive default on debt. The Cleveland Trust Company index showed the economy spent 68 months below its trend and only nine months above it. Yeah, so that was 1843. The next time Saturn was in Capricorn was the Panic of eighteen, the Panic of 1873, which was called the Long Depression, also known as the Coinage Act. Or the Coinage Act is kind of what kicked this off, 
which is also known as the crime of 1873. What happened here was essentially silver was demonetized. So I'm going to read this a little bit. Economic problems in Europe prompted the failure of J. Cook and Company, the largest bank in the United States, which burst the post-Civil War speculative bubble. The Coinage Act of 1873 also contributed by immediately depressing the price of silver, which hurt North American mining industry interests. Uh, my mistake, I said it demonetized, I meant uh, it lowered, depressed the price of silver. It significantly depressed the price of silver. So everyone who had all their money in silver was suddenly uh, in a major bind. The deflation and wage cuts of the era led to labor turmoil, such as the Great Railroad Strike of 1877. In 1879, the United States returned to the gold standard with the Special Payment Resumption Act. This is the longest period of economic contraction recognized by the NBER. I'm not sure what that is. The Long Depression is sometimes held to be the entire period from 1973 to, sorry, 1873 to 1896. So again, we see this three times now. Saturn and Capricorn. So out of these four times, three of them are called panics. But each time Saturn's in Capricorn here in our record of economic downturns and the whole history of the United States, uh, there's a recession. So 1903, next time Saturn is in Capricorn is, uh, though not severe, this downturn lasted for nearly two years and saw a distinct decline in the national product, industrial and commercial production both declined Albeit fairly modestly, the recession came about a year after a 1901 stock crash. So this one is a bit milder, um, but still in that window when Saturn was there. And Saturn is in a sign for about two and a half years, so it fit in there quite well. A couple of these, like the Great Depression, now Saturn was more towards the end of it. So uh, the Great Depression was the next one. Uh, it, was it 1932 to 34? Uh, is when Saturn was there, and the Great Depression itself uh, happened in 1929 to 1933. So Saturn was there for the last two years of the Great Depression, and it was in Sagittarius prior to that, just like it was for us, of course. Uh, but the Great Depression, of course, uh, a banking panic and a collapse in the money supply took place in the United States that was exacerbated by international commitment to the gold standard. Excessive Extensive new tariffs and other factors contributed to an extremely deep depression. GDP, industrial production, employment, and prices fell substantially. The economy began to recover in the mid-1930s with gold inflow expanding the money supply and improving expectations, but double dipped during the recession of 1937-38. to The ultimate recovery has been credited to monetary policy and monetary expansion. So here we see a little trend. You may have noticed that a few years after these downturns, there's another minor downturn shortly after. So we could see that possibly in a few years. 1963, it was the flash crash of 1962. Uh, so 1960, late 1962 is when Saturn came into Capricorn. So just like we're in right now here in April, 2020, Saturn just came into Capricorn a couple months ago. Well, this happened back in 1963. Saturn just came in and then there was a flash crash, a sudden uh, drop. It's also called the Kennedy Slide in 1962. 
is the term given to the stock market decline from December 1961 to June 1962 during the presidential term of John F. Kennedy. After the market experienced decades of growth since the Wall Street crash in 1929, the stock market peaked during the end of 1961 and plummeted during the first half of 1962. During this period, the S&P declined 22.5% and the stock market did not experience a stable recovery until after the end of the Cuban Missile Crisis. The uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 5.7% down 34%, the second largest point decline then on record. This was another Saturn and Capricorn. The next one, this was the most recent, was 1990, the early 90s recession, which lasted eight months. And... Uh, started three months after Saturn entered. Similar to the flash crash, just right after Saturn comes in, then this recession comes in. Uh, not always the case, but it was so in these last couple. And after the length, lengthy peacetime expansion of the 1980s, inflation began to increase and the Federal Reserve responded by raising interest rates from 1986 to 1989. This weakened but did not stop growth, but some combination of the subsequent 1990 oil price shock, the debt accumulation of the 1980s, and growing consumer pessimism combined with the weakened economy to produce a brief recession. Eight months, right? That doesn't seem that brief to me. I mean, it's kind of a long time to be in this uncertainty and fear. Uh, and... So the interesting thing I saw here in these patterns of these recessions is that they, they all last around six months to a year or longer. None of, none of the ones that I saw, these ones or any other time period, because there are other recessions outside of Saturn and Capricorn, none of them were particularly short. Some of them were like a few months downturn, but it was pretty much across the board, six months to a year or more, several years in some cases. So to expect what we're experiencing now to change overnight does not seem likely. It is possible, but based on, again, when there's three or more things indicating something, it's like, it's pretty likely. So based on just the astrology, there's some interesting patterns that would say it might be going on for a while, maybe to August, September, maybe all the way till April 2022. And, and based on all of these other recessions throughout history, it looks like it could be six to eight months, up to a couple of years. And of course, there's going to be ups and downs within that, but that's what's going on. And then the other major transit happened as Saturn on December 27th entered into the nakshatra of Uttarashadra, uh, and it stays there until January 22nd, 2021. So that's another date where things could significantly change because Saturn's moving nakshatras. And an interesting thing with the retrogrades coming up next month, Jupiter doesn't get out of there, of that nakshatra, until January 2021 either. So it just looks like a lot of energy here with Pluto also in that same nakshatra for a long time. So a lot of energy here in this Capricorn, this early part of Capricorn where we've been for the last couple, several weeks now, a uh, couple months. So it just tells me that things might not change a whole lot from where they've been the last couple months until after we're in a new nakshatra uh, with Saturn and Jupiter, they're going to go backwards, right? So they're going to go back to Sagittarius. Jupiter's going back to Sagittarius. They're just going to go back through Uttarashada. So 
things just might be set back and delayed. We might go back and improve things, right? Anything is possible. I'm generally very optimistic, uh, but just looking back through this history of Saturn and Capricorn and the recessions, the, the optimistic thing is to say, you know, let's focus on what we can control here and find what opportunity we can in this to have more time at home, more time with your family, more time to practice to your practices and disciplines and create structures that work for you and know that economically, uh, the Federal Reserve essentially decides what happens with the economy. That's not up to us. Uh, it's a private bank and they choose when there's recessions and when they inflate things and when they give out loans and they give us all 1200 bucks, uh, they can just print money and they can decide there's no money and decide there's enough money. All right, it's all uh, way beyond our control. And I'll be talking about that stuff in future episodes as we look through the history of the Federal Reserve and uh, their interesting moves, which tend to happen when Saturn and Jupiter are together and when Rahu's in Ardra. So we can expect that, uh, you know, we're subject to those those choices that they've made and those manipulations of the economy. And uh, we will be, you know, for a while here. This is just where it's at. And then, you know, again, in a few years when, uh, when K2 gets to Pisces, that's another time when those manipulations tend to happen. So right now in a few years, right, it's just this cycle. So we see the cycle, right? So we know that there's going to be an inflation and expansion. There's going to be a recession. Uh, you just look at these dates and look at the Wikipedia page. It's it's amazing there wasn't a recession sooner, right? It's because if you just look at it, there's almost every few years there's a recession of some sort. And then the major ones tend to happen around these Saturn and Capricorn times. Uh, but having 10 years before the dot-com bubble and then 10 years before the 2008 crash, those are uh, big stretches. Those are exceptional periods. So we've had 10 years. That's That's one of the highest on records without a recession. So it's overdue and uh, it's it may be here for a while. So that's the the what I see based on looking at everything. And I hope that you choose to make the most of it and find the practices that work for you. Just sitting in stillness and meditation and quiet and turning off the media, turning off the distractions and being still and listening to your inner awareness, your intuition, your inner guidance is more valuable than ever right now. And Saturn and Capricorn supports that and amplifies that. And that's the one thing we always have sovereignty and choice over. How do we want to respond to these things externally? How do we want to live and express ourselves? So I hope that you found this helpful and just seeing, okay, this is what's happening in the weather, right? It's going to be raining for a while, essentially. So I can wear my raincoat and I can, um, you know, dance in the rain. I can uh, make the most of this as best I can. So thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying this and want to practice yoga with me this Sunday on Zoom, go to the link in the show notes. I'm hosting a weekly Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Zoom yoga class. As you may know, I'm a yoga teacher and teach Vedic astrology because it's a sister science of yoga and they go together so well. Uh, so I'll be teaching practices this Sunday to help regulate your nervous system and have time to go within and center. And it's by donation. So check out the link in the show notes or go to quietmind.yoga to check that out. And thank you for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week. I'll be back next week with focusing on things that you can control and influence and looking at the hora and the planetary hour periods because being aware of our time management and our energy management is so important right now 
with a lot of us at home and having a lot of choice of what we do with our time. So I'll be sharing the planetary hora over the next several weeks, what each hora is best for, sun time, Saturn time, moon time, and how we can make the most of the time that we have. All right, so thank you for listening and hope you have a great rest of your week.